following podcast contains potentially massive spoilers for the movie referenced in the episode title. If you have not yet seen this movie and wish to be surprised when you do, consider yourself warned and turn back now. And welcome to the newest episode of Schlock Till You Drop, and have we got a treat for you today. I'm John Quick, with me are Joe and Mario as always, and today's movie that we have taken care of is, uh, it is a classic. Oh. It's the greatest <laughs> for movie no, ever fucking made. If oh for no God. other reason, because this is one of the earliest movies that Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame uh, had a hand in making. We are, of course, talking about 1992's Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive oh. in the States. Uh, this is a uh, masterpiece in low-budget filmmaking. That is stretching it. Don't, don't, no. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't want to hear your crap, Mario. No. Oh, no. <laughs> we are starting this hard. No. As you can tell, there are some very divisive opinions on this one. Let's let's get the basics out of the, right, out of the way first here. Um it was, of course, directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, he also wrote the screenplay along with Stephen Sinclair and Fran Walsh. And uh, Stephen Sinclair came up with a story for this. Stars Timothy Baum, Diana Penolver, Elizabeth Moody, Ian Watkin, Brian, Brenda Kendall. I, it doesn't, you know what? It doesn't matter because no. none of these people have really <laughs> gone on to anything famous in the States. They may have done so in... Uh, New Zealand, where the movie originated from, but I couldn't tell you if they did in the States. Uh, the basic summation of this movie, I'm not going to give you a big drawn-out synopsis. A young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran, Sumatran rat monkey. She gets sick and dies, at which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends, and neighbors. Let's just go ahead and uh, and dig in. Mario, I know you are itching to say a few things about this movie you want to kick us off here yeah mario tell us about the rat scraped on little tree monkey as he shakes his head and, <laughs> and gathers his thoughts <laughs> how do i how do i put this in such an elegant way so ladies and gentlemen i am not the huge fan of lord of the rings movies let's go ahead and just throw that out there i'm i'm, I'm gonna build up to it build up to this just bear with me so lord of the rings movies i, I saw i saw all three movies and i thought they're okay. I read the books, and I understand why they cut what they cut, and so not. I liked the cinematography of the movie, and I thought some of the acting was okay. Now, watching this movie, I'm starting to realize now it's not the fact that the movies were bad. I think it's just Peter Jackson I'm not liking. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, through this whole movie, you really appreciated the shots and the way which they were is set up what and things I, like that. Which that is that's what Peter I Jackson right there. Yeah, that's so. Peter Jackson doing his shots and all that, but he wrote the script and all that for He this. had a hand in writing the script. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm blaming him. We can't him. put all the blame on nope, him. I'm putting script all the blame on him. I mean, right now, Joe's sitting over here shaking his head. He's ready to defend the movie because, he, you know, he, he feels like he's Rocky and I'm being Apollo. So go ahead. <laughs> Let's knock this out. Explain to me why you love this movie so much. <laughs> this movie gave me everything I was missing in uh, Sorority Babes, right? There are gallons of blood. Literally. To be, to be specific... In the final scene of the film, 300 liters of fake blood were used. Well, it is where most of their money went. It is said to be the bloodiest movie of all time measured in amount of film blood used during production. 
I mean, just the sheer gore. And come on, Zombaby? I've zombie. I've seen other genius. zombies that do. I've seen other zombie flicks that do the zombie baby, but the fact that the zombie baby came from the martial arts priest and the kung head, fu priest. The, oh my god! <laughs> I it's kick so ass much. for the Lord. <laughs> it's just so much bad. <laughs> Why did you make me watch this? <laughs> this has this has <laughs> Nazi doctors. It has yeah, that was random. Kung fu priests. <laughs> yeah. This has greaser zombies, yeah. zomb babies, greasers in their fr- graveyard. Why not? The, this is the best a Pokemon movie mama. Yes, yes. The final, yeah, final she, form. She mom. kept transforming every time you see her. <laughs> Although the actress who played the mom, I will give her credit. She actually did a pretty good job early on. Not, I mean, later on. Once oh, dead mom is a different actor. Oh, that, well, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the, the, the dead mm-hmm. mom's going to be a stunt actor. I mean, right. they, they kind of have to, to to have all those prosthetics on them. But, you know, she made she definitely pulled the Mommy Dearest feeling. Oh, Romani uh, in the middle of New Zealand. Yeah. Is genius. Well, that was Spanish weird. Romani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> genius. And, Pure genius. To, let's, let's be fair, though. At the beginning of this movie, Jackson actually is doing well trying to set up believable characters. And... And you get the uh, the King Kong tie-in at the very beginning. The tie-in that the the rat monkey came from Skull Island, which I never knew King Kong's Skull Island was anywhere near Sumatra, but eh, maybe it's off a coast or something, you know. But this it it is he does really at the beginning set things up so that you become invested by the time he turns the ridiculous levels up to beyond ridiculous levels. You mean, I mean uh, the after the first three minutes in the movie because it gets ridiculous after the first three minutes it has of the movie. ridiculous moments at the beginning but it it doesn't really ramp up the ridiculousness until about halfway through when the zombies start churning and, and appearing and coming up and no, no, no. actually no it starts with mama killing the the rat yeah, monkey they, at the zoo let, let, let's stomping no, its little no, freaking it doesn't head even start in. there it, it does not even start it starts before they even leave the goddamn island. <laughs> when the guy gets bitten by the rat monkey He's got thing. the bite. He's it's on his hand. Cut it off. Oh, it's hand. on his arm. Cut, Cut it, it off. off. It's on, on his, his forehead. Oh, it well, off. that's it for him. <laughs> and then suddenly, and then after, I'm trying to figure out, like, afterwards, they went ahead and sent it off anyway, even though they knew it was evil. I mean, well, one guy money. obviously didn't want to. He, they he want tried the to big stop dollars. it. But they wanted the big money. I mean, they so they sent it off. So, yeah, it gets sent off to New Zealand, and this is New Zealand, right? This is where it is? Uh, yeah, it's filmed in New Zealand. Okay. Okay, yeah. Although, you're right. I said it, and I will I will go ahead and give it its praise. Cinematography-wise, it was shot very well. It did a lot of good... There were a lot of really good shots yeah, throughout the whole movie. Yeah, a lot of good but, shots. Yeah, the way they were framed and the way that the point of view was placed to give maximum impact for the shot. You can see what Jackson became in this movie very, very clearly, including the force perspective, uh, making the, the, the the little man in a suit fit for the zombie baby. Some of that was great. Even though the, the, the baby zombie suit was awful. Oh, the suit was awful and it was exceptionally hokey, but at the same time, the way he framed those shots, it worked. And, and, I think it worked as well because of the ridiculousness of the concept of the movie. Oh yeah, and certainly. It wouldn't have worked if he was trying to play it straight. True. Not not in True. the slightest. I'm, I mean, I'm honestly glad they did not play this movie straight. I really am happy on that because if they played this movie straight, I'd hate it probably more. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the the slapstick really helps make the movie. It really helps sell those over ridiculous parts. Uh, you know, unlike a movie like Troll Two, which plays it straight, but has all oh. these ridiculous parts, it just doesn't work. Yeah, uh, that's what makes this movie, you know, better. It's- it does, 
and it is why I, I I truly say that this movie is a classic. Good, bad, that can be argued, but this movie has cult status, and there's a valid reason that it's a, that it that can, it has attained cult status. I can understand how it could reach cult status. I can understand why people truly. Enjoy I mean, I it. even remember <laughs> my senior year in high school. There was a movie theater here in Antioch that would occasionally do midnight movies. Like they showed faces of death part four there and things like that. They did this movie as a midnight movie. Me and my friends faces of death. Me and my, they know on the list. (laughs) We'll have to look at that. Yeah. Me and my friends actually caused people to get up and leave during the course of this movie because we were laughing our fool heads off through the whole thing. (laughs) It's amazing. And it, it is just, it, for that part, it's brilliant. As Joe pointed out during, while we were watching, this was Shaun of the Dead before there was a Shaun of the Dead. This was the inception of the zar- zombie horror comedy, and it did it very, very well. I think that might be probably another issue I'm, I might have is that I'm, I was constantly comparing it to right. stuff like, you know, what was the the love scene? I was like, Shaun of the Dead. The, no, the mother's the, the death mother's scene. Death. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, Shaun of the Dead did that better. to play it emotional, yeah. even though he's killing a zombie. Well, right, and yeah. Shaun of the Dead had this movie to kind of build off of. True. I mean, t- there's no way that they, those guys aren't fans of Oh, this. yeah. No, I, I mean, I can, see, oh, absolutely, I can definitely yeah. see the elements in there. But, yeah. Here's one you'll love, Mario. I'm looking through the trivia here on IMDb. <sighs> on its initial release in its home turf of New Zealand, this movie earned more per screen than Batman Returns. So yeah, it made more money per screen, <laughs> per screen in than Australia Batman Re- than New, New in New Zealand than Batman Returns. That's understandable. <laughs> Batman Returns. I mean, it is stunk. Batman Returns. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> that was the worst Batman movie. No, it, no, wasn't. it wasn't. Oh, it was, it was bad. You guys just don't remember. No, no, the worst Batman movie was Batman and Robin. No, that, that movie is genius, sir. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Bat nipples forever. No. <laughs> When almost every actor that has appeared in that movie has apologized to Batman fans for appearing in that movie, it says something. But we're not talking about Batman. We're talking about Dead Alive. Yes. We yes, could go off on that tangent, yes, but we're not going stay, to. Let's stay on um, topic as I rub my head. Oh, some of the other sweet. things here. Nothing was cut from Peter Jackson's screenplay. That is as he wrote that. it. I, I can totally believe that, <laughs> yeah. too. In fact, they added a scene, that park scene with the baby. Yeah, he finished the movie with, yeah. when he finished the movie, he had 45000 New Zealand dollars remaining. So he used it and spent two days shooting the park scene with Lionel and the zombie baby. And he's gone on, and he said that is his favorite scene it in the entire amazing. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was so left field. It was just like randomly, <laughs> just he gets the baby. Watching punching like, the baby out next? in public. It was well, crazy good. It was just like, all right, I have a zombie baby. What am I going to do next? Take it to the park. It's just like, why? <laughs> why would you take the zombie baby out? <laughs> why would you keep... And the whole time I kept saying, these are zombies. And then, it was like, then John pointed out, this is set in the 1950s. I'm like, yes. oh, okay, they don't know the zombie rules. There's no established zombie rules. Okay, I'll give them. Yeah. Well, also, there really are no zombie rules. I mean, cut no. off their head, yeah, kill their brain. Going. They yeah, keep it, coming. Yeah, there, you have to no liquefy rules. them yeah, pretty with much a lawnmower. It, it is one of the few under. zombie movies that the rules are, they have to be utterly and completely obliterated or they will keep coming. Uh, we have disembodied guts and intestines coming with a colon as the face and (laughs) it keeps coming after the guy i mean it's 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 quite different too please 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 and then he was like (laughs) one last thing from the trivia list here the spanish title of this film to madre si ha comido a mi perro 
and I'm sure I butchered that. I don't speak Spanish. Literally translates to your mother ate my dog. Oh, <laughs> so that was the. That was a random scene. It was a, that was a thing. It was, it was a, a random. Of, there was a lot she of random. Didn't eat all of it. <laughs> no, she didn't eat all of it. It was a lot of random stuff. But at the same time, it was the movie was so out of left field on its own that those scenes where it came out of left field actually will keep the audience on its toes. So, yeah, I mean, the characters are amazing because they're just so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, the uncle, the rapey uncle. The rapey is, uncle. He's freaking hilarious. The kung fu priest. The kung fu priest. That, he, uh, that was brilliant. And, uh, uh, the coroner who let the machine go a little too long. <laughs> and, and blew up mama's yeah. body. And uh, even to the main characters, Lionel himself is just so... He's a David Tennant clone, for one. Well, the, the actor is very much a David Tennant clone. But the performance of Lionel is just so... <laughs> beautifully innocent actually yes. that's the only word i can think of for it is innocent he tries so hard to contain this and keep his happy little zombie family going yeah it, it, well, it's also a flip of that trope right he's the virginal innocent the woman uh the main character uh paquita 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 yeah. is the you know a little over, more over, adventurous yeah because yeah, yeah. she's not really she doesn't really fulfill that that whorish role because oh, right. she never no, 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 reaches no, that level. Not. But she is the more adventurous of the pair. And it, apparently, if you are a if you are trying to romantically pursue a Latin Romani, the way to do so is to make sure that you appear in her tarot cards because she will ignore everyone else she had a crush on and just focus wholly on you. Yeah, and no matter your zombie mom, or yeah, and will forgive you your zombified mother and, and your you got, your. Yeah, yeah. The, the dead priest and the dead nurse having sex and the result being a zombie baby. Oh. And, yeah, she'll forgive you for all of that and will, in fact, kiss you when you have people on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, 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 covered in people. That, they're, they're referring to the end because at the end they're covered in all that gunk and all that, and then they start kissing, and I just scream out, they're covered in people! Stop! And, of course, the, <laughs> it's amazing. Of course, I mean, and even people who haven't seen this movie i think are aware of the the climax scene of this movie where the party has gone wrong that everyone's turning into zombies and lionel decides he's going to solve this with a lawnmower and he begins cutting through zombies and slaughtering them left and right with a lawnmower the scene's iconic and it's iconic for a reason because i can't think of another movie before it I've seen a few try to imitate it since, right? But I, I cannot think of a movie before it where the solution to the zombie problem was grab a freaking lawnmower and let's just cut through them like they're nothing. Closest thing I could think of will be Evil Dead with the chainsaw. chainsaw Evil Dead man. with the chainsaw, but chainsaw actually makes a little more logical sense than a lawnmower. This is when, true when fighting zombies. <laughs> but of course, again, with this but one, far dismemberment, less hilarious. Did, yeah, again, dismemberment didn't work for this, mm. and. You know, there's not even much nudity in this movie until the last sequence, and then that nudity is claymation, and you really don't want to see it. Yes, final because form it is mother. Mama's final form. And if you could imagine the mother from Pink Floyd's The Wall, the animated segments, mm. if you could imagine her come to claymation life, <laughs> this is a fairly close approximation of what you're looking at. Eh, you know, five or six beers in me. I'd smash. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling she'd be the one doing the smashing there. I mean, you see that ass? Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Mom, she got big ass. She had sure. ass for 
day. <laughs> that she did. Oh my lord. Oh man, it was it's horrible. <laughs> oh, the movies. Yeah. Okay. Let Let's start to break this down. Okay. Though. Let's. Yeah. All right. Let, let's start to break this down. I mean, there are some very iconic moments in the movie. Some very spectacular scenes. The gore in this. We're going to start with effects. We'll kind of go a little bit backwards from the normal right. way here. Let's start with effects. The gore effects in this movie are freaking outstanding. Oh no! I, can't. I mean, I I can't argue that. Yeah, there's a lot of gore. Yeah, when the girl oh. gets punched in the back of the head, no. the fist coming out of her mouth, <laughs> and it's that and it's a, surprised me. And the scene double functions as a jump scare. Yes, it's beautiful. It actually caught um, me. I wasn't expecting. The, the weird little ticks to it, though. I mean, when the mother is first starting to turn and is beginning to fall apart at the dinner oh, table, oh, that she, was yeah, great. She's pussing the guy's pudding, and she, yeah, she's pussing the guy's custard, and her ear falls off, and she eats it. And I actually expected him to come back as a zombie. I was surprised they didn't play up on that one. Eh. Eh. It was kind of what, it's like, a comedy you can't really expect. Like, yeah. The dispute inside of his yeah, it is kind of that it. was kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I think expect he, him to come it, back. And be like, Meh. <laughs> that could have been a part of well i mean for all we know there was a zombie plague going in a different part of the city at this the same time true. so you know it could have happened we just didn't see it happen mm. but i mean you know so you have that uh, that stuff going on you have the the zombie baby which the costume part of it when it was the forced perspective it was a little bit hokey like joe said but still you know, the effects in this, I mean, at one point they're pumping blood in at the rate of five gallons a second yeah, onto amazing. the set. Jeez. It is, I mean, yeah, as much as Sorority Babes had no blood, this movie just kills with the blood. It is overwhelming <laughs> with the blood. And it's not even, the effects in some places are a little bit cartoony, but it fits the style of what he's going for so well that you really don't care that they're cartoony. Mm. And it, it becomes over the top. I mean, the movie was actually, in New Zealand, almost rated 15, which is like RPG 13 rating in the right. States. Because they, the, the New Zealand equivalent of the MPAA loved it so much. <laughs> and then they realized, you know, not everyone's going to be okay with this level of gore. So we'll right. go ahead and make it, give it an 18 rating just to be on the safe side. But, I mean, the gore effects are played for comedy's sake. As much as for horror's sake, and in that aspect, they succeed brilliantly. It is one of the few movies that I have seen that managed to marry those two in the effects perfectly. Yes, certainly. I mean, if I had a 16-year-old, I think I would be okay watching this movie with them. Um, you know, it's it's almost inoffensive, just uh, just how cartoony everything yeah. is. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's it's Tom and Jerry esque. It I actually reminded me of Rena Snippy. As uh, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole t that's some of the things that was going through my mind was just, this felt like a Ren and Stimpy episode or a Tales from a Crypt episode that just lasts. Yeah, yeah, way and it is from 1992, long. so and yeah. it certainly has that 90s sensibility about it. Very yeah. much so, very much so. And so, yeah, the effects on this thing, I would say, considering what they what we're dealing with, and considering that it is low budget, it's obvious this is where the majority of their budget went mm -hmm. was into the effects, and it shows, and. It's the effects are brilliant, and they're yeah. I, I can't say it enough for what they are for what the movie was calling for effects wise. Absolutely perfect. Um, I'm gonna save the big one for last here. So let's go ahead and talk about the <laughs> the direction, um, and the cinematography here, which I think we've already kind of touched on it. It's Peter Jackson, and it's obviously early in his career. Mm -hmm. 
but you see what he turns into watching this movie. You can see him learning the tricks that he later uses for these big budget affairs for, you know, King Kong, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. You see where he's learning those tricks in this movie. Oh, absolutely. His, his use of animatronics is really well done and uh, claymation. Oh, yeah. Um, there's so many good shots. And the claymation, the stop and, motion claymation actually even looks pretty good here. It yeah, it's almost seamless. Yeah, I mean, the rat monkey itself is a little bit choppy. Yeah, that, that part is iffy, but everything else kind of Everything else good. works pretty well. It's fairly seamless. And for claymation mixed with live action animation, that's really impressive. Yeah. And that's a testament to, to Jackson's ability to frame the shot properly and, and put the pieces together. Yeah, it seems like he you get to see how well he works with special effects and what would eventually become you know, Lord of the Rings. Right, his ability to take special effects, incorporate it with live action, and mm-hmm. make a cohesive whole. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, because you know, say what you want about how boring those fucking movies are, um, which they are. Um, <laughs> that you can't complain about the special effects and the way they mesh with live no, action. No, no, no. Except for the Return of the King ghost thing. If you know, well, that was kind of dumb. But but well. other than that, <laughs> yeah. And just and like. Like Mario kept pointing out, just the way that the shots were framed was oh yeah, the framing of the shots were good. The the some of his shots were interesting too. A lot of his close up shots on his people because he did a lot of close up straight up yeah. in their face, especially yeah. in the yeah. intense moments of the movie. You want to call them intense moments? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I guess for the was, characters involved, they were certainly yeah, intense. It was a way to show the show, I guess, the intensity for the characters because he kept. Close up yeah, every points. time you, every time you see those close up shots in their eyes, especially yeah. you keep I keep thinking of like a minute work music video or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It was some very creative choices for shots. Things that most directors probably would have done a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. They'd have done maybe an over the shoulder shot, or they'd have done like a wider shot on them. And no, he just goes straight up on them. Right. Um, I mean, there were times where you would think you were, you could see up their nose. Yeah. And he gets the camera that close to him. I, I do like the lead actor's eyes. I wonder if I should contact him and see if he lets me have him if he dies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be useful. <laughs> Speaking of actors, uh, the acting in this movie is actually better than you might expect it to be. There are people in here who did a lot better than others. Like I said, I enjoyed the mother's uh, acting in the beginning because it definitely reminded me of Mommy Dearest. Oh, certainly like had that. a very Mommy Dearest feel about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I just kept expecting her to go, no more wire hangers! Yep. Yep. <laughs> Look, yep. Mommy Dearest psycho, a little bit yeah, of psycho. Yeah, a little psycho, yeah. certainly. Yeah, those... well, and, and for the psycho, Lionel plays his role, the actor that's playing Lionel plays that role perfectly because Mm -hmm. he's he's got that mixture of wide-eyed innocence and so when he starts to develop and change during the zombie fights near the end of the movie you believe it yeah and and that actor did a great job of bringing Mm -hmm. that to life on screen yeah you could actually see i will give peter jackson credit on this you can tell and the actor also you can tell like as you're watching it he's slowly breaking down Mm -hmm. like his character is breaking Mm-hmm. Each Absolutely. and every moment he has to deal with that, you can just see him just constantly going, oh, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I got to I love all three main characters. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Paquita did fine. Yeah, um, she's so adorable. She is. She, I, and her hers is a little more, the acting she does, and I don't know if it's Jackson directing her to this, which I'm sure was a part of it, or if it's just how she chose to portray the character. 
but a lot of her stuff was very subtle. Yeah. Oh, she does a lot of her face. Yes. And I don't know if it's because her control of English isn't there. Like, I'm not certain about the actress, but mm-hmm. she she gets a lot across through just her expressions. Oh, absolutely, she uh, does. Rather than words. And and like it, we, there was one scene too near the beginning of the movie where she's kind of playing with Lionel a little bit and, oh, and right. messing with him, and you know she kind of talks him in circles to get him to invite her, her to yeah. go to the zoo. And the way that that is, is brought about, it's, it's subtle and it makes you wonder, okay, what is going on here? And then when it kind of plays out, you're like, oh, I see what you did there. Okay, nice. So yeah, the, the performances there by all the mains were, was very good. Even the, the rapey uncle, he <laughs> well, was played over the top, but that character was written over the top. Well, I yeah, think. yeah. I was going to say all the sidereal characters. I mean, you can't really say it's bad acting when they're supposed to be that way. Yeah. And those characters are just supposed to be so Even the priest, the he top. was supposed to be over the top. I mean, oh, come on. God. When he shows up and zombies are coming to life in the graveyard, he comes in, the devil's at work here, he jumps down. Kung Fu kicks a couple of these zombified <laughs> greasers and then utters the line, I kick ass for the Lord. I swear to God. That In that like moment, you man. know exactly where this character, what yeah. this character is. And genius. Pure genius. Yeah, and, and proceeds to do exactly as he says and kicks their ass in a scene worthy of a Kung Fu movie. <laughs> and it, it's brilliant. And the way, so yeah, I think the acting in this is actually... For what it is and the time it was released, it is a lot better than what you might expect. Which brings us to the one that I'm sure Mario is going to have lots to say about story. There's a story. <laughs> oh there wait, there was a story. story. Yes, there is a story. There's a story in the midst of all that gore and beautiful cinematography and zombies and wait. No, there wasn't a story in there. Yes, there was. No, there wasn't. There Please, was... Joe, was there a story? Do you know the story? Uh, there's lots of story. Okay. So you have an, an evil magic monkey. Uh, uh, here we go. That, that evil magic monkey. Mommy, yeah. uh-huh. And she turns into a zombie. And uh-huh. then, you know, hijinks and, ensue. And then... What hij- else you need? Zomami. Yeah. yeah. An what actual story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, then, and then, you know, mommy has a deep, dark secret where she killed daddy and... His mistress. And Kill Daddy, hit, which was... Hid them in the attic. And- to be fair... Fucky left field. <laughs> to be fair, yes, that does play a part in, in Lionel's transformation. The at the, no. <laughs> to be fair, that bit does play a part in Lionel's transformation at the end of the movie. This is true. It really does. But uh, ultimately, that storyline could have been cut. Certainly. And... I don't think it would have affected much. It it felt unnecessary. I mean, the movie's not overly long, but when he's in the attic trying to, and he's discovering the truth about all this stuff, it felt like it was slowing the movie down in an area where it didn't need to slow it down. Certainly tell that this was a sophomoric, almost film school attempt at a plot and that sort of thing. You can tell this is an early filmmaker trying to get their feet under them. Absolutely. He, you could, you can see him trying to develop characters, and I will give you that. You definitely can see because he was trying to develop Lionel, Linus, Lionel, Lionel. Lionel. You can see he's trying to develop. He developed him actually pretty decently, and made him somewhat likable in the mm-hmm. beginning, and then somewhat likable through the whole thing. Right. He developed. What's the chick's name? See, this is how much I like. Paquita? You can tell we're recording in my office, which is near the back of the house by all the doors opening and closing. Sorry about that. Continue. (laughs) 
uh, you can tell what he did with Paquita. He gave her an actual personality instead of making her kind of a lampshade. Generic, yeah. Because yeah, well, that was one thing I was about to say. I was like, well, she was kind of lamp. And I was like, no. She actually did stuff yeah, in there. She, yeah. She fought zombies herself. She yeah. stayed alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, she her arc. Him with people her character. Her. Yeah, yeah. Her character arc might not have been as pronounced as Lionel's was. But she did have a character arc. And but, that's. And which, how and I get, like that she needed very little saving. That's true. Oh, yeah. She was not a damsel in distress by any stretch of the imagination. I will give credit to this. He Because he didn't give her that much of a character arc, it's probably better. Oh, I agree. Not in the sense that, you know, her acting and all that, but because it actually made her character better for me. Well, I think the actress did a lot with what she had to work exactly. with. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. And as far as the story itself, let's, let's, let's be realistic here. If you look at almost any slasher movie, horror movie that's out there... The story can be torn apart with very little effort. Jason. Most of them are fairly threadbare. <laughs> yeah. Um, the story is nothing more than a setup to allow for carnage. And this is a prime example of that here. The story that was built was a, an excuse to generate carnage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if I have a criticism of the movie, is it takes too long to get there. It does. It does. It, it did drag its feet. It is easily okay. half the movie is set up and the other half is resolution and there's no second act really it's all first act third act there's yeah. not anything that that builds the tension yeah. in the middle there's really was no second act <laughs> yeah and as a result there is no tension true um you can see where things are going you're mm-hmm. waiting for them to get there mm-hmm. and then they get there and credit where it's due when it hits in that third act you do feel that release of okay this is what i've been waiting for this is what i've wanted I get it. Right. Give me the blood. Give me the gore. Give me the guts. And by God, Jackson delivers. Oh, yeah. Uh, my God, he gave me so much blood and gore. <laughs> oh, very <laughs> my much. My God, the blood and gore. But uh, there was no story. There was, there was nothing really to bite onto in the story-wise. And, I mean, I get, get what you're saying for just, a lot of the other ones. I don't feel ones. like it needs it, man. I, yeah, but the most of the story that was there would have been the, the romance angle between Paquita and The romance Lionel. angle between That's about Paquita all the story you really get. And then get. the backstory and then the of basic, the father. Well, and I would, I, you could argue that the rat monkey and the infection it's spreading isn't even story so much as it is plot. Yeah, no, that could, was a plot device. That was yeah. 100 100%. Yeah, that's just plot, plot not story. Yeah, you can tell that Jackson had a lot of story that he wanted to tell, but he just kind of cut it out in service of let's get to the blood and gore. Yeah. Well, because if, there's his, a lot if of nothing st- was cut from his screenplay, I think it wasn't even so much that he I think he knew what he was trying to make. I think he knew he could have developed a story out of it. And I think he just chose not to because it wasn't what he was trying to do. Yeah, I think this is a case of someone just not being able to kill their darlings. That you know, could well he be. He had a whole lot of darlings at the beginning mm-hmm. with the, the plot about the kid almost drowning, that being a lie, about yeah. The, yeah. the whole Stockholm Syndrome with his mother, about – yeah, and, and, you know, and then the, the, the mystic – like amulet that really never does anything <laughs> right yeah yeah the, yeah the amulet that that protects him but doesn't yeah. actually seem to serve any purpose after the gypsy woman puts it on his head right right so i think he had all those ideas he puts them in his screenplay and when he gets to the end he doesn't just he should have killed some of them to serve yeah. the movie a little better yeah. i think yeah mm-hmm. and it, we we have you know chekhov's gun is is the old trope you know the gun appears in act one it must go off in act three we didn't have Chekhov's gun. We had Jackson's lawnmower. Absolutely. Because he does foreshadow 
the lawnmower sequence early on with Lionel having to mow a lawn that has already been immaculately mowed and, and manicured. So it is interesting though. He, he at least followed the old trope of, of storytelling that he introduced this object. It's not the object you expect to play a role later, but it plays a role later. (laughs) So, all right, let's go ahead and uh, see what we say about this. Now it's been out long enough. Um, Mario, you seem to have had the most vocal opinion on this one, contrasting from Joe's at least, uh, especially. So we'll let you start this out. What do you think? Does, uh, does this one stand on its own? Would it serve well with a remake It's already or been does it need to go away? I've, I, I, I'm, this movie has been remade. It's already been remade quite a few times. You got Shaun of the Dead. You got pretty much any of the other B-rated zombie whatever movies. Stripper uh, Zombie Land was a good is another good example of that. Okay. Where's the zombie ho- zombie horror comedy bit? It's been remade already. So the I well the ideal of it has been remade. The the influence of this movie yeah. is certainly there, which speaks to the movie. Yes, that the influence has carried into later movies. But I'm speaking of this specific oh this specific scenario. Movie? Oh God, no! Oh <laughs> sweet Christmas, no, <laughs> no, let this no. God no! So you think it should just remain? It, I mean, remain it's not, is, it, this one's not going to fade. It's just going to stay in just, a cult just status. Stay in this cult status. Let it be happily buried there, where people go, where Joe can go home and watch it and reminisce about time where he was right. watching it when he was younger. Fair enough. So Mario <laughs> says, uh, "Mario says, leave it alone, let it go." Joe, what about you? You don't fuck with the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> this movie is perfect. Uh, there's. Absolutely nothing to remake. It stands up. Uh, I'm shocked that there's not a holiday devoted to this movie. Um, yeah. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. I actually, for the first, it's, I'm sure it'll happen again, but this is the first time it's going to have happened since we started doing this. I'm actually going to take the third option here. I think this is a movie that if you took... I don't think it needs to be a big name. I think if you take a young up and coming director and give him a, actually put a second act into this movie, take out some of that that's in the first act, condense some of the third act so that it is more, more gut punch instead of just release, put in a second act. And I think that this would do well being remade. Young up-and-comer, I think it's a chance for them to show some chops with gore. It's a chance if they did the script right and actually gave it a little bit more story. Uh, maybe some of the develop some of the ideas that Jackson put in here and didn't follow through with. I think it would be a good vehicle for someone to remake and give a whole new take on it. Whilst, now, it's not going to match some of the, the classic moments from this one, and I don't think they should try to. Hmm. Um but I think it might be a good vehicle for someone to take it and, and tinker with it and make it their own and remake it. And I think that could have a decent reception. I think it would also be a nice change of pace from some of the bland horror that has been out the last few years, which has been improving. I think this would be one of those movies that would just blow the doors off of that kind of stuff and, and start again. I will add a caveat to that. Like Mario points out, a lot of movies have shown a strong influence by this movie. Mm -hmm. So in doing a remake of it, 
you would have to take care to make it distinct from all of those. You you can't you can't take this remake it and have Shaun of the Dead. Certainly, that's the thing that's gonna be hard about a remake of this movie is you're gonna have to keep a lot of the tropes that make it dead alive. Right. And so with it being recognizable as that, it's gonna be really hard to differentiate it from the things that's taken from it. Oh, I never said it was gonna be easy to remake it. That wasn't the question. (laughs) But I think that it would be a great vehicle for a new filmmaker to come through and tackle and and put their own stamp on it. And I even think Jackson would probably approve of such a thing. I'd love to see a good student film shot at something like this. It would be a great project for someone in college, especially since the the effects are going to be a lot cheaper now than they Yeah, exactly. Than and that's what I'm thinking with the effects being cheaper and you being able to do a little bit more now than you could in 1992. Um, and I, I keep thinking, look at what Fede Alvarez did with Evil Dead. Right oh, now. right. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely Evil Dead, but it was also definitely Fede Alvarez's stamp on mm-hmm. Evil Dead. Um, Night of the Demons remake. Right. Again, it is Night of the Demons. It has the story that made Night of the Demons what it was, but it is definitely its own stamp on that movie, and it stands well on its own. That's what I would like to see someone do with, with Dead Alive. Maybe even take it back to the original title and just call it Brain Dead and call it a day. All right. So, that uh, that covers Dead Alive, Brain Dead. Uh, we have a fully split panel on this one, uh, but I'm sure that will happen again. We hope you have enjoyed listening to us ramble and discuss and uh, and and relive some of the moments from this movie. And we hope that you will listen again here in a couple of weeks when we'll be back with another episode on Schlock Till You Drop. And once again, go on an exploration into exploitation. Thanks for listening and have a great day. <laughs>